Good evening, everybody. Welcome. It's Monday at 7 p.m., and we are on WeBeam TV on 62 Who Knew for our seventh show. Thank you so much. The last couple of shows were very successful. Uh, our audience has grown into the thousands uh, in the last seven weeks. I think with our guest tonight, we just might break 10,000. If anybody would have told me we were going to do that seven weeks ago this quick, I would have said you're crazy. But we're doing it, and uh, we're doing it thanks to this great television station at WeBeamTV.com. And we're doing it because of the incredible quality of the guests that we've been having. That we've been having. So for those of you just joining us for the first time, I'm going to give you a little synopsis of what 62 Who Knew is. But then we're going to go right to our guests because the more time we give uh, this incredible man to speak, the more you're all going to learn. You're going to want to share this episode. Uh, this, this episode is going to touch everyone's lives. But 62 Who Knew is really a concept about as we approach retirement age, you don't have to be 62 to watch the show. I would think our best audience is probably between 55 and 62 with a little leeway there. But as we all approach 62, I just uh, crossed my 60th birthday about six weeks ago. I think that's when we all start to look at retirement a lot more seriously. Oh my God, the age for Social Security is coming. Should we take it? Should we defer it? Uh, really, I haven't put that much away yet towards retirement. Really, that's what I'm getting? I really don't have that much of a pension. What do I need to do that I can spend my years in retirement? And retirement has a different definition for everyone. But what can I do in this last segment of my life to live with quality, live with dignity, be able to be there to help my children, my grandchildren? Those questions have been approaching people entering the 62 era for as long as time has been around. But this generation, the baby boomers today, the 10,000 people a day, that are turning 62 years old in this country for the next 19 years, the baby boomers, the United States of America is coming of age. And they are facing an obstacle which is really a double-edged sword, a blessing and a curse at the same time. They're facing an obstacle that no other generation has ever faced. Longer lifespans, medical breakthroughs, scientific technologies. If you listened to our show last week, with our guest from the Weizmann Institute in Israel, making it to 90, and in the very near future, 95 or 100, is going to be commonplace. <clears throat> so how do we do these last 25, 30-plus years with quality of life? Well, we do that with certain help, certain tips, certain products, certain services that range from long-term care insurance, in-home care, life insurance, annuities, social security experts, my favorite topic, reverse mortgages, which we haven't spoken about yet purposely. But today, for the second time, we are bringing on a national expert, and this man actually goes further than national expert, national educator, uh, that I know you will enjoy. Our guest is Mr. Bill Comfort. He has been in the industry for many, many years. He owns Comfort Insurance. He has offices in Durham, North Carolina, St. Louis, Missouri. He is a member of the National LTC Network, 
which is a group of my favorite people in the world. A big shout out to Peter Gelbwex and Terry Truesdale, two of my favorite people in the world. But Bill, who is on screen now, really and truly, you have a different way of looking at this as a life plan, as a concept, than any other long-term care person I've ever met. And I remember it was almost 10 years ago in Texas. Uh, I was in the long-term care uh, convention speaking on reverse mortgages. And a very good friend of ours, um, Peter Gelbwax, one of both our favorite people in the world, I was done speaking. He came and took me by the hand. And he said, you think you're a good speaker? Come listen to this guy. And uh, we sat down in the second row. You started to speak. And uh, that's it. I, I developed a man crush. It was just that simple. And that was almost <laughs> 10 years ago. So thank you so much for being here. Welcome to 62 Who Knew. Well, you're very welcome, Michael. And thank you. It's a, it's a mutual uh, admiration. Uh, you know I've turned to you many times over those last 10 years for my own education on reverse mortgages and how they work and where they fit into somebody's overall uh, planning process, not just long-term care planning, but as they cross that age 62 mark and, and get into retirement. Thanks for the introduction, the, the, the kind words. You know, my approach that you mentioned, which is unique, is also one that's really beginning to take a foothold in the insurance industry, but also more importantly, more broadly, in the financial services business, among financial planners, financial advisors. And the concept is this. It's, it's actually a very old, old-fashioned, if you like, concept when it comes to insurance, insurance planning, or as some people like to call it, risk management, using insurance to offset certain risks. But the concept is this, and it's one particularly in the area of long-term care that hasn't been applied enough by enough advisors and certainly by enough uh, individuals, uh, those boomers that you talked about in the mm -hmm. introduction. And that is this, the policy is not the plan. The policy pays for the plan. And that's true whatever it is. Life insurance and an estate plan, the policy is not the plan. The policy simply provides money for the plan, whether it's paying for taxes or you know, survivor income, disability insurance, but long-term care, which is our, our primary focus tonight in this conversation, is the same way. The insurance policy is for the types of services people may want or need as they would need care as they're successful mm -hmm. aging. So this unique approach, which uh, you heard me speaking about 10 years ago in which I have an opportunity all over the country on almost a monthly basis to get to share and develop in a detailed way, is helping people understand that there is a broad subject here, not just an A or B, yes or no, should I buy long-term care insurance? The insurance is the tool. The bigger question is what else is going on where the insurance becomes the, the solution to the problem, really, not the answer in and of itself. Exactly. And, and you do approach that concept like no one else does. In fact, one of the things that has stuck out, even though we have, I have had the pleasure of seeing you in many other speaking engagements, 
since that first time 10 years ago. Something that you said 10 years ago that still gives me the chills a little because since then I've gone through some things with older relatives um, is that long-term care planning you know, is not a thing, it's not a product, it's not a service. I remember when you said that, it's an event in people's and families' lives. And um, sometimes you just don't realize it, no matter how great you think you are at what you do for a living, till it becomes an event in your life or somebody that you love. That, that's, that's exactly right. And so let me develop that idea a little bit so that our viewers can really understand what we're saying. When we say long-term care is not a place or a condition, but rather an event more broadly, or a series of events, a continuum of disability, if you like. Really the simplest way to look at long-term care, it's an old age or better post-retirement disability. Mm -hmm. You could need long-term care uh, services at any age, but it most commonly uh, occurs as we're successful uh, aging. And we talk a lot about the types of services, home care, adult daycare, assisted living, and of course, mm -hmm. nursing homes. Uh, but that's not long-term care. Those are services that help somebody who needs long-term care. Long-term care is what happens. It's the services, the support that you need when you're no longer safe taking care of yourself. And of course, there's a whole degree of that, a whole range of impairment, um, either physically, you need help getting up out of a chair and getting dressed, or you need supervision or somebody around because of a, a cognitive or mental uh, limitation. We think of things like Alzheimer's or dementia, mm -hmm. but it, it could be a head injury. So those are the things, those are the events that cause us to need care. And then the costs are where we get into the planning. There's about 30 to 45 seconds left just in this segment. Um, am I correct? Because you know I'm not an insurance person. Am I correct? Those events that you're speaking about are those LCEs, life-changing events? Isn't there a, a certain number of them? And and if you qualify for a certain number of them, that's when your policy kicks in. Am I am I close to target here? A a absolutely. And I think as we go along, we'll talk in some more detail about the policies themselves. But I'd like to explore this planning concept a little further as well. Absolutely. Uh, we've got about five seconds left of the break. Please, anybody that has any questions for Bill, uh, you're going to be seeing his website pop up several times. And, of course, you can go to the 62 Who New website, and I'll give you my email right after this break. Hi, my name is Mike Banner, and in addition to being the host of the 62 Who Knew television show, I am also the president of Professional Mortgage Alliance, where our passion is helping seniors entering retirement purchase their dream retirement home without the obligation of a monthly principal and interest payment. Please call me at 727-224-3859 or visit my website at professionalmortgagealliance.com. My name is Ann Rogers, and I'm a real estate agent and broker in Pinellas County and have been for over 24 years. Ann Rogers Relocation Resources provides a full array of services to help you or your loved one transition gracefully to a new residence <coughs> or adult living community. Our first consultation is free and with no obligation. Please visit our website 
or call to talk to me directly. Hi, my name is Mike Banner, and in addition to being the host of the 62 Who Knew television show, I am also the president of Professional Mortgage Alliance, where our passion is helping seniors entering retirement purchase their dream retirement home without the obligation of a monthly principal and interest payment. Please call me at 727-224-3859 or visit my website at professionalmortgagealliance.com. Hi, my name is Lisa Marie Kennedy, your real estate expert here in the Sarasota Lakewood Ranch Bradenton area. I spent years developing myself, studying the industry so I can serve you and communicate with you the best way possible in your real estate transaction. My phone number is 941-807-2054 or please visit my website at lisamariekennedy.com. Alrighty, and we're back. And before we go back to Bill, I, I timed it bad the first time. If you do have questions for Bill, you can go to Facebook Live and ask your questions, and we'll answer them right now. And even if you do this after the fact, Bill will be answering your questions. But I want to throw it all right back to Bill yet, right again, just to, again to talk about that plan in more detail, because nobody puts this the way you do. So, yeah, thank you, Michael. I, I, you know, we were talking generally about some general concepts. Don't get too focused on an insurance product before you understand the planning issues. And don't see long-term care as just a nursing home or just flat on your back, unable to do anything. But let's take this out a step farther as well, because long-term care planning, looking ahead to the potential need for care, not all of us will deem care, but many of us will, it falls into a, a realm or a, a planning concept that's getting a lot of attention now in the marketplace. A lot of financial planning firms are discussing this, and that's the broad subject of retirement healthcare planning. And that encompasses obviously a lot of areas, and it helps us if we look at the subject through that viewpoint helps us understand uh, the subject, first of all, but also what long-term care is and maybe more importantly is not. So healthcare planning for retirement starts off first primarily, and in most people's minds only, but it's a mistake to stop there, of health insurance or medical insurance. And of mm -hmm. course, most Americans when they turn age 65 enroll in Medicare, purchase a Medicare supplement plan or choose the Medicare Advantage option. And Medicare is the primary health insurance in retirement. So this concept of that the way that I'm seeing it used in the marketplace, the marketplace of ideas, financial planning ideas and concepts is this. You really need to be considering what health care will cost you in retirement. And by the way, 
it's going to be a really big number. <laughs> Fidelity, the big investment company, has mm -hmm. been studying this number for about 16 years and publishing an estimate of what it will cost the average couple out of pocket during retirement. Uh, Vanguard's gotten in on it, other uh, planning firms, there's a uh, uh, an employee benefit research organization that is is looking at these numbers as well. But here's a number that you'll see thrown a, around a lot, and there's a range a little high, a little low, but that is that a 65-year-old couple, couple turning 65 this year, should expect to spend, plan to spend, about $280,000 out of pocket in their retirement. And that number obviously has been going up every year. A quick caveat, every one of these studies that you read has an incredibly important footnote. That number, that $280,000 healthcare costs and retirement number does not include long-term care. It's just medical care. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the big takeaway is I have studied a number of these things recently in in detail because something always bothered me yeah it's a big number it's a scary number in fact it's so big people shut down they're like oh my gosh exactly I mean, that's what i was we, thinking we, yes that's half of my retirement savings or you know close to all of my uh, liquid savings at this point how in the world what am i going to do and it just <laughs> it just causes people to shut down yes i think the medical care component the Medicare piece of retirement health care costs, it's really helpful to break it down more simply. Instead of saying, oh my gosh, I have to have 280000 in a bucket of money sitting right here at age 65, what it really is is an accumulation of planned, expected monthly premiums. Mm -hmm. But let's, let's work backwards. 280000 divided by 20 years is 14,000 a year. Mm -hmm. Divide that by two people, a couple, and we're down to 7,000 a year, or about $580 a month. Now, that's not a small number. Um, and for our viewers that are still in their late 50s, early 60s, particularly those who have retired and they're not yet 65 and Medicare age, they might be thinking, man, 500 a month sounds like a great deal. But here's the real bottom line. It's easier to kind of eat the elephant a bite at a time when you understand that most of, in fact, 80% of these numbers we're hearing about for healthcare costs and retirement, medical costs and retirement, 80% of those costs are for premiums, mm -hmm. planned premiums that you pay monthly, that you have to pay monthly. So it is budgetable. I'm not saying it's 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 cheap or affordable. That's but a different budgetable. debate. Right. Exactly. So Medicare Part B is $134 a month. That's the, the basic starting premium. If you have higher income, it, it goes up. Part D, the average Part D drug plans, $34 a month. And the average high coverage Part G or Plan G Medicare supplement is around $250 a month. And that gets us to about that $440, $450 number. Mm -hmm. The rest of it is the out-of-pocket costs for things that aren't covered, like eyeglasses, foot care, dental care, mm -hmm. uh, and so on. But again, it's a number that can be budgeted. 
and most of it's covered by insurance that we're paying that budgeted premium for. But the wild card's long-term care. That's and the right. reason we can't easily budget for it is it's not something we expect to happen next year. It's not something we expect to happen every year, like some degree of medical care is. And it won't happen to everybody. So do you plan for it? How do you plan for it? Should you plan for it? That's where long-term care gets a little more difficult. People shrug their shoulders and just they don't want to engage in the subject because it's not as easy a conversation. So I guess mm -hmm. two takeaways from this, this sort of broad look initially here at, at healthcare planning and retirement is most of the big scary number, 200 to $300,000 over your retirement years, that's actually simply an accumulation of 300 to $500 a month of planned expected premiums that you have to budget for from cash flow. Right. But long-term care breaks the whole bank when you start looking at three or 4,000 a month for part-time home care costs, let alone five, 8,000 or more for assisted living and you know numbers that are even bigger than that if you, if you would ever need care in a nursing home. Mm -hmm. the, the figures that you're putting out, again, is so staggering to me. The big disconnect to me is a few things as I was taking notes. Um, you had mentioned that you know a lot of people say 280,000 um, is more than I have put away for retirement as it is. But the big disconnect here is that the great majority of this country, if you take away their net worth of, the, I should say, the equity in their home, if you take that away, they yeah. actually have less, much less than $40,000 in liquidity. So your concept, your broader view of taking that $280,000 and putting it into that four to $500 a month premium, that suddenly makes it realistic to me for the great majority of the country that is just shutting down and going, I don't want to talk about right. this. Um, well, and, and it's interesting because people have to talk about it. When you turn yeah. 65, have to make decisions about Medicare. Mm -hmm. uh, are you going to buy a supplement? Are you going to go into an Advantage plan? Uh, where will you be living? What's the best plan? Are you healthy? Do you need medical care today? So it is a critical, critical discussion to have at yes. 65. And, and, you, and, and everyone feels that pressure. And then they see a number like 280,000. Mm -hmm. And I think my fear, and the reason I wanted to touch on this with you tonight, is my fear is people get so locked up over that worry that they don't have any uh, mental energy or capacity left to address the real health care funding problem in retirement, right. which is long-term care. Exactly. So breaking it down into the monthly bites. And by the way, the, the 580 a month is an average looking forward with inflation for 20 years. Mm -hmm. So we don't expect people at 65 to be paying 580 a month. It's significantly less than that. Mm -hmm. Of course, by the time you're 85, it will be more than that, but through pensions and savings and other things that people have, hopefully income keeps up a little bit with inflation uh, as you go along. It's just, I, I just want to make sure people saw this number as one that is digestible, and then you have to tackle the bigger subject of long-term care. Before we go into that bigger topic, this is something that always drives me a little crazy. 
and I don't have your level of expertise to answer these people in my day-to-day -day life because as you know my reverse mortgage life and long-term care constantly mix with each other and I wish I was an expert at both but I'm not but very quickly with your level of expertise what do you say to people that say and I get this all the time I have my Medicare I have my Medicare supplement policy I need nothing else every possible right. thing that could happen to me Medicare is going to take care of 80 percent the supplemental policy is going to take the other 20 what are you talking about Mike I don't need anything else please with right. your level of expertise explain how wrong that is yeah Michael it's an excellent point to clarify on because these studies of the costs of health care, potential health care costs in retirement from Fidelity, the 280000 or whatever, as I've already mentioned, that number does not include what you might spend on long-term care. And the reason it doesn't is kind of on purpose because they are focusing on the types of things that people will need year in and year out, mm -hmm. expect to use year in and out, and that's medical care, dental care, uh, eyeglasses, and so on, and where there are premiums that you know you have to pay, for example, for Part B and Part D, the drug plan. Mm -hmm. But let's look at it from a slightly different angle. Doesn't matter which Advantage plan you have or how good your Medicare supplement plan is, listen carefully, Medicare does not pay for long-term care ever. It may pay for short-term care. Right. If it's rehabilitative in nature, one to two months, at most a hundred days, four or five months of a couple days a week of home care, but that's short-term rehabilitative care. That's not day in and day out care, that's getting right. safely through the day in your home, bathing and dressing or dealing with you know, everyday dementia life. issues, mm -hmm. right? Or yeah, just getting through every day safely. That's long-term care. Mm -hmm. It's also called custodial care mm -hmm. versus skilled care. And Medicare doesn't pay for custodial care unless it's secondary to the healing and rehabilitative things that are going on um, with that person that Medicare is already covering. We have a, a little less than a minute in this section, and I do want to get to those uh, life-changing events, just if you can mention them quickly when we come back, sure. and then we're going to go a little further. I think there's probably about 45 seconds left. I think so many of us grew our passion for this because of something that happened in our family. And in my dad's last year of his life, when he developed uh, congestive heart failure, dad had his Medicare, he had his Medicare supplement policy, and he was a highly decorated POW from World War II, so he had some VA benefits. But I didn't know you then. I didn't know Peter Gelbwax. I didn't know Mark Olberg. We didn't have long-term care. And quite frankly, getting dad the quality that we wanted to, to have, wanted him to have, with all that coverage, it just wasn't there. It was a good thing that business was good in our father and son mortgage company. And I was able to write a big check every month. And dad had a very high quality of life the last several years of his life in our home, in his master bedroom. Um, but we didn't have long-term care. But we're going to talk about that when we get back. Going to break. Okay.
Hi, my name is Mike Banner, and in addition to being the host of the 62 Who Knew television show, I am also the president of Professional Mortgage Alliance, where our passion is helping seniors entering retirement purchase their dream retirement home without the obligation of a monthly principal and interest payment. Please call me at 727-224-3859 or visit my website at professionalmortgagealliance.com. My name is Ann Rogers and I'm a real estate agent and broker in Pinellas County and have been for over 24 years. Ann Rogers Relocation Resources provides a full array of services to help you or your loved one transition gracefully to a new residence or adult living community. Our first consultation is free and with no obligation. Please visit our website or call to talk to me directly. My name is Lisa Marie Kennedy, your real estate expert here in the Sarasota, Lakewood Ranch, Bradenton area. I spent years developing myself, studying the industry so I can serve you and communicate with you the best way possible in your real estate transaction. My phone number is 941-807-2054 or please visit my website at lisamariekennedy.com. Okay, welcome back with Mr. Bill Comfort. Tonight our topic is long-term care. Um, Bill, you said this a couple of times. I want to start with this. Uh, LCC, long-term care, that's the wild card. Um, and let's just take it from there because it just is. Yeah, and so how, if it's the wild card, how do you approach the subject? How should you look at the subject? Mm -hmm. And one of the questions that I get all the time and one of the things that you read about in here is, well, what's the chance? What's the chance that it's gonna happen to me? Because if it doesn't happen to you, you don't have any expense, so why do any planning? But if you don't do any planning, you're really just rolling the dice. You're just yes. betting, um, and that's not a plan. And I like to approach the subject a little differently. There's a lot of statistics out there. The one we see quoted the most is 70% of people over the age of 65 will need some type of care. 
that's actually way too broad. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's 50%, maybe it's 40%, maybe it's less than that. Uh, it, here's the problem. It doesn't matter. If it happens to you, yeah. it's 100%. And actually for any individual, and this can kind of come off sounding a little bit uh, snarky or um, uh, flip, but for any individual, it's not 50 or 70 or 30%. It's either zero or 100 and here's the biggest thing to think about from a risk standpoint. If you're thinking, well, how do I know if it'll happen to me or would it happen to me? It may not, but what's the very basis for this show, Michael, that you've created? This, this opportunity and, and responsibility to plan for living a long life. In other words, if everything else, particularly in your financial life, is based on an assumption, a very reasonable assumption, that you could live to 85, 90, if not longer, isn't it also reasonable to expect or to think that you could, not will, but could need some care for a few years along the way? Absolutely. The answer is obviously, yeah. There isn't any other answer than yes. So the question then becomes, if you need care, where would you want to receive it? who would take care of you, and if you needed to pay for professional caregivers, those outside of your family and circle of friends, what would that cost and how will you pay for it? Of course, long-term care insurance steps in to answer that third question, but you know, if you need care. And so, and there's a whole range we've touched on a little bit, but this idea of approaching the subject from one that is integrated with your other retirement, not just retirement financial plans, but retirement lifestyle plans mm -hmm. is critically important. Um, how do I know I'll never need care? How do you know you're going to live to 95? But if you don't plan for it financially, you could run out of money just paying the basic bills. So. Long-term care is part and parcel with that. And, and I think that's a really key concept uh, to start with. And it's the way that I approach the risk. 70% uh, okay, 50 okay, 25%. See, it really doesn't matter. Because if it happens to you, if it happens to you, the consequences are devastating. And it's not just financially. It's what happens to your spouse, your kids, who Michael, as you have lived out, I have as well with my dad and with my grandparents. Mm -hmm. If it happens to you, to your family, it's not just you who needs care and suffers. Everybody's in the game. Yeah. Mark, uh, Mark Goldberg had quoted some staggering figures of how many people who are actually caregivers for the person that needs the long-term care get ill and sometimes predecease the original person they were caring from. Um, yeah. Those figures gave me the chills. Yeah, and, and so this, let, let me put a fine point on this because it's easy to talk about the big planning concepts and, and, and the process, but I think it's also helpful to boil a couple of things down to key understandings. And here's one right here. Long-term care insurance is not for you. You don't buy it for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes, of course it pays for your own care. Yes, there's some protection for you, particularly if you're single. But 
long-term care protects those you love, or maybe better put, those who love you and would have no choice but to put their lives aside to some degree to help take care of you. So long-term care not only addresses those financial consequences, paying those high bills we've uh, mentioned briefly, but it really more importantly or more broadly helps protect those other people in your life who will be along for the caregiving journey with you. Spouses need a good night's sleep. Um, yeah. Kids need a life on their own, you know? Um, so you're, yeah, exactly. I think that's why when you said 10 years ago, it's an event. I lost my dad 15 years ago. Um, yeah, that, that last six to nine months of his life, uh, we were blessed as a family to be able to do this. Um, but most people are not that blessed. And that's what made me see this, this hole um, in society right now. And, and really, after our guest last week uh, from the Weissman Institute telling me that we're probably less than a couple of decades away from all of us living to be more to be between 90 and 100 than 85 and 90, this need for care, quality care with some dignity, um, it just becomes greater and greater. Right. And you know what's interesting? And uh, it, it's not just the opportunity through medic, medic, uh, medical knowledge and nutrition and other things. It's not just the opportunity to live a much longer life. What we all want is not just to live longer, but to live longer and to live better. And I think there is definitely uh, sometimes it's it's fearful, Michael. Right? You, yes. you say, man, you not ninety is not going to be the threshold anymore. A hundred is going to be. Mm -hmm. And like some of these other big scary numbers we've we've touched on, that again can be intimidating for folks if they oh, yeah. perceive those, that old old age as simply being a time of disability. And and it certainly does not have to be. And we hope mm -hmm. that it's not. We're already seeing evidence of a what, what's called a compression of disability. In other words, living to 90, but then having shorter periods of disability or long-term care as you get there. And I think many people would agree that, that is, um, that's a worthy goal and that that would be a success. But look, if it's nine months like your dad or a year like mine or 20 years with Parkinson's, 10 years of needing care or Alzheimer's or other things, here's the problem. You and I, there is no way to know if it will or it won't, so we have to plan for it. Yeah, you know, it's funny, the diseases that you just mentioned, um, I have people in my family, my immediate family, um, that are all dealing with that. Um, it, it, again, there's no, what can I say, that, you know, sickness, long-term care, cancer, Alzheimer's, you know, it's not like they pick a certain group of people. It doesn't make a difference what your net worth is, what the color of your skin is, where you're living, what you did for a living. This is reality for everyone. And it still kind of blows my mind also, not to sound flip, that how many people don't understand that. Or they come out with, I've done okay in life, I'll self-insure. Which, through my right. financial career... I have found out is one of the most stupid statements you could make. And, and again, mm -hmm. I, I don't mean to be flip. Most people who say they're self-insuring, Michael, mm -hmm. they're not. Yeah. They're betting. 
They're yes. betting that it won't ever happen. And that's mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. You're welcome to make that decision. But recognize that you're making a bet you're really not self-insuring. Or let, let me say it a different way. Self-insuring is the default plan that everyone has in force right now. The problem is most people have not really analyzed what it would cost. Mm -hmm. Not just cost them to spend money on care, but what is the cost when you have to spend money on care, thousands of dollars a month? What is the cost to your spouse's ongoing lifestyle? Mm -hmm. What is the cost to your kids' financial security Absolutely. or your, your, your other agendas that way? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and one of the other things that also uh, comes to mind is, and we try not to be political at all on the show, but in our current environment um, with this nation's deficit, with everybody talking about Social Security and Medicare, you know, well on its way to bankruptcy, in your opinion, in your travels, at your level of expertise, what do you think the future holds? Is Medicare going to be more of a help to us with our long-term care? It certainly isn't right now. Uh, is the government considering this, or are we really moving towards a privately insured world here? Yeah, there's there's a lot of debate, uh, obviously, about what is the best solution, but let's deal with some facts. Medicare never has, currently does not, and I do not believe ever will cover more than short-term temporary rehabilitative care because it's a healthcare program. Mm -hmm. There is a government program that provides, pays for custodial long-term care services, and that's Medicaid, what we might consider uh, broadly the, the health care component of our of our welfare safety net system. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, we've talked about self-funding, Medicaid. Um, there's only three ways to pay for care. Only three. Mm -hmm. Your own money, self-funding, Medicaid, which requires a degree of impoverishment, or long-term care insurance, or really for most people, it's a combination of, of maybe two of those right. uh, things along the way. L listen, we worry about Medicare and its financial situation, the program that is busting the bank even faster, and it's not just at the federal level, it's at the state level, that's Medicaid. Mm -hmm. it, it's the, it, particularly the cost for what is called the old age disability program which is the long-term care benefits mm -hmm. under Medicaid. It's growing at an astronomical rate. The leading baby boomers, just 72 this year. So we haven't even seen them touching those benefits yet. Unbelievable. So I think really for people who want options, who want to protect their family, they have to take a hard look at their own finances and also find a way to integrate or combine some degree of long-term care insurance protection with that to have the most successful care journey if you have to go there. Mm -hmm. There's about 30 seconds left in this, seg this, la this segment. In our last segment, we're going to get a little more direct and talk about actual product. We're going to talk mm -hmm. about the age-old, um, if I don't use it, it ends up being a waste. I pay for all these premiums and I've wasted my money. There are now products out that answer that question. 
Uh, one of the things that Mark Goldberg said that I want you to touch on is many people look at long-term care as nursing home coverage. And Mark said that's so far from the truth that this is really anti-nursing home coverage. So uh, with just a few seconds left, uh, that's what I would really like to talk about in our last segment and really get down to those people that are listening going, I want to do this, but what's my next step? And uh, I think we just have a few seconds left from this segment. John, we're going. Hi, my name is Mike Banner, and in addition to being the host of the 62 Who Knew television show, I am also the president of Professional Mortgage Alliance, where our passion is helping seniors entering retirement purchase their dream retirement home without the obligation of a monthly principal and interest payment. Please call me at 727-224-3859 or visit my website at professionalmortgagealliance.com. My name is Ann Rogers and I'm a real estate agent and broker in Pinellas County and have been for over 24 years. Ann Rogers Relocation Resources provides a full array of services to help you or your loved one transition gracefully to a new residence or adult living community. Our first consultation is free and with no obligation. Please visit our website or call to talk to me directly. My name is Lisa Marie Kennedy, your real estate expert here in the Sarasota Lakewood Ranch Bradenton area. I spent years developing myself, studying the industry so I can serve you and communicate with you the best way possible in your real estate transaction. My phone number is 941-807-2054 or please visit my website at lisamariekennedy.com. Welcome back to 62 Who Knew. This is our last segment. Just a couple of quick reminders. We're going to be flashing up. We already have, but we're going to do it again. Mr. Comfort's website, if you want to go to that site to contact him. You can also go to the 
whonew.com site to contact them, or if you have any questions whatsoever, you can contact me at mbanner at 62whonew.com. All right, Bill, this is our last segment. We got about 14, maybe 16 minutes. The age old, you've convinced me, um, it's not a 40% or 70%. I love this part of this. You know, it's zero or 100. You're so correct about that. Um, but do I want to pay premiums for the next 15, 20 years just in case it happens? They have now come out with different products the hybrid products such as that. Um, please explain for those people, there is a way to protect yourself and your family with long-term care without risking the premium. Yeah, and it, let, me, let me start by saying this. Again, one of these old-fashioned insurance ideas, the premium's not the problem. The premium is the solution to the problem. And however you pay the write premium, this down. a year, year in and year out along the way, kind of the old fashioned way, or you do it in a lump sum transfer uh, from your safe money into a, a insurance or annuity product, uh, life insurance or annuity product with long term care benefits that guarantees some return. It's still a premium that you're paying. You're still allocating money to give you more money if something happens. But Again, a lot of people get so hung up on this premium idea mm-hmm. um, that, again, they kind of they shut down or they stop or they, they hit a wall. The premium's not the problem. The premium's the solution to the problem. And again, another broad concept. I'm a broker. I represent multiple different insurance companies with multiple different types of policy solutions, the new hybrid annuity or life insurance plus long-term care or the traditional uh, standalone type of policy. And, And here's my bottom line. One or the other is neither better nor worse. They are different ways to fund your insurance program for long-term care. And those different ways are suited to different individuals, different families, different financial uh, circumstances, which is why you have to work with someone that represents these multiple solutions with multiple companies for all the reasons that that that's a, a good idea. I think the bigger problem that most people have is they think that it is a product or a process that's an all or nothing. And Mm -hmm. and here's my analogy, uh, Michael. If I can't drive a Mercedes, I'll just stand here and wait for the bus (laughs) without even looking at at Malibu's or whatever else it might be uh, that's out there. And um, so it's really important, not just what type of policy do I have, Do I pay in for a number of years and if I never need care, the premiums are gone or one that returns the benefit? That's one broad concept. The more Mm -hmm. important one is how much money do you need an insurance policy to deliver to you and your family to offset some of those consequences we touched on earlier? Isn't that the real number one question sitting down and and creating or I don't know if you create, or at least estimating that number. Absolutely. And it works hand in hand with 
a, a client, a fam, a couple, a family's other financial resources. And of course, it what what is their experience with care? What would they like to do? Do they have family nearby who could or would help? By the way, long-term care insurance does not ever replace what your spouse or your kids will do. They will take care of you. They love mm-hmm. you. What long-term care insurance does is it allows your spouse, your kids to be care managers, not caregivers or not to the same scope uh, and degree. And I think Mark touched on that a few weeks ago. And while we only have a few minutes, I would recommend that, yeah, that viewers though, if they want a really in-depth look at a lot of the insurance aspects, that show with Mark would be a great resource in addition to what we're talking about here. Absolutely. And what do you do with someone, you know, is their product or services, maybe it's not an insurance product, but service available for those people that may be in their 70s, still feeling good, um, but they, thanks to this show or, you know, or people like yourself around the country, uh, suddenly, wow, I missed the boat here. I missed the train. I should have got this 10 or 15 years ago. I plan on making it to 90. I'm smarter today than I was in my mid-50s. I should have got long-term care. Now I'm 70. I want to make it another 20 years. Is it too late for these people? No, it's not too late. It becomes more expensive, obviously, every year that you get older. And as you get into your 70s, the the cost, the premium, whether it's a one-time premium or year in and year out, accelerates more dramatically. One of the things that we've seen for that group that's 68, 70 plus are the annuity-linked long-term care benefits, mm-hmm. where maybe you put uh, a chunk of money in and you recoup that back over two years and then you get another two or four or six years on top of that of long-term care insurance and here's why that concept that's one of these linked or hybrid type of policies the reason that that has become a solution for folks in their 70s is because there's less underwriting if you put your own money into the base annuity and the first two years of care, you're just recouping your own money, the insurance company doesn't have any risk for the first two years. Mm-hmm. So they're, ab- they're able to, and they do dial down some of the underwriting criteria. You're essentially, you know, go back to a, a earlier comments, a, a conversation here, you're self-insuring the first two years, but then adding that extension of long-term care insurance benefits once your own money runs out. You still, there's a degree of insurability. You can't be on your way to assisted living. Um, but I, I, that's a great question because some of these linked products have really helped us broaden ways that we can um, provide coverage to folks who might not have been able to get it in the past. That's incredible. We are a little less than a minute to go. Uh, Bill, I can't thank you enough for being here. Uh, a couple of the, my own critics that have watched me when you've been on, uh, when Mark has been on, you know, that I'm taking notes. They go, remember, you're the host. I go, I can't help it. I learn from these people every time they're on, and, and it never ceases. I learn every time I listen to you speak. Uh, we have about 30 seconds left. Again, uh, Bill's website has been posted up there. If you didn't see it, 
you can contact me at mbanner at 62whonew.com. In the next few weeks, we are going to be doing a show, yes, on reverse mortgages. I will be interviewing myself, life insurance, annuities. Thank you so much for making this successful. Mr. Comfort, can't wait to see you in person again. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Michael. My pleasure. Take care.